listening to Darling Shine, a podcast by Chloe Fisher and myself, Elodie Pullen. Join us as we blindly navigate and unpack the raw and often unspoken experiences of womanhood, grief, friendship, and everything in between. Encompassing all emotions, ugly and beautiful, we've made a promise to ourselves to find our shine and build a life of triumph and joy. Darling Shine is your survival kit to the unexpected shit life throws at you. Good morning, muffins. Cheers. Cheers, 6 a.m. for the 6am club. <laughs> it's actually 7.30pm for us. We're having a drop of red <laughs> and it's sunset outside. Very stunning. And we thought we'd better do a little intro. Darling, how's being home <laughs> in Narrabeen? Oh, it's been good actually. We've Like, I mean, it's busy. I didn't think I'd be this busy, but I am busy, just I, like you. No, it's fucking busy. I'm over it. <laughs> Well, my mum was away at the very beginning, so it was like mm. I was with like my sisters and my dad, and that was really chill. And then now we're we're trying to fit in a lot of things in <laughs> not many days. Fuck, it's turbo down here. You get yeah. down here and you think you're gonna be on a bit of a holiday. It's just like running around. Yeah. Minnie's been meeting heaps of people and. Been, been I literally can't really drive either because of my arm, obviously, so it's like you're like my taxi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm her taxi and she's like my co-parent. It's so yes, funny. It's actually hilarious because yeah. when we go to like places for lunch or something, you know, you can, when you have to check in, you can check in a dependent <laughs> and like I check in and then I've got Elodie as my dependent. So, But we're actually both so codependent on each yes, other. Yes, yes, we are. We are. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, it's so cute seeing all the girls just like, literally like on the gold coast that's what it's like too because everyone up there just, no one works everyone has kids <laughs> so they're all like this is my baby too and like everyone helps bring Minnie up but yeah. like even down here everyone's like just jumping on board the mum bandwagon yeah, don't you yeah. we love the mum so I'm like every time I see her I'm like yeah I want to it's wanna so cute it's crazy because like I feel like just even having this one week I'm like wow I can just sit there and stare at her and I look at her features I'm like this is all changing really fast even when I gave we gave her a bath the other day, I was like, "Wow, oh, like was so cute." She was just so relaxed. She was just like a little. I was like, "Do you feel like you're in the womb again, me?" Because when I bath her, I'm leaning over a tub. Like yeah. I get like a bucket. Yeah. Well, in in Sydney, I didn't bring my bathtubs down here, so I've just got like a bucket, and I'm leaning over a bucket, and she's kind of just not frothing because I'm not in there with her. So mm. I'm holding her with one hand, trying yeah. to bath her with the other. Well, most of the time, I just chuck her in the shower with me with a mm. rag, and we just clean each other. Yeah. Well, I clean. It her. would actually be so hard. Yeah. To, like, yeah. Mother a child with a Alone. broken arm. Oh, Take yeah. my hat out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chloe. No, no. Okay, I'm going to have a laugh right now because Chloe's always going on about having one arm and I'm like, me too, because all the time she's fucking breastfeeding, I'm holding her on okay. one two, and know. I'm walking around. So we both kind of have one arm at yeah. the moment. Yeah. And then this morning Chloe's like to me, I'm so tired and I have to go home and have a nap. And I'm like, were you up all night feeding an infant, were you? No, but I actually was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't up all night, but I have been doing morning duty sometimes. No, oh, Chloe's been a legend. So we um, had our girls' hustler Christmas party. And, yeah, we're not hustlers. We, we for no, some reason, since we're in high school, we came up with the name Hustlers. Mm. It's actually pretty funny because on Facebook I started our Facebook. We've got, like, a Facebook group called Hustlers and that's just our girl group and it's a bit weird. But 
And like, you know, like people can request, like people must have searched in the Facebook browser hustlers and we've got thousands of requests to join the group. Dudes just would be, they must think it's some like porno site or something. like 15 (laughs) chicks on this hustlers page. It's so funny. But we had our Christmas party on the weekend and we're trying to work out like, we're like, we want to address this on the week on our next episode of, um, I was about to say hustlers, of darling. (laughs) Yuck, imagine if you call our podcast the hustlers. Hustlers crook. (laughs) But we do actually get so many questions about like our girlfriend group from school and why is it so big and why are we all so close? And I think we just got a good grade at school, don't you? Yeah, I think we just got lucky. I don't think it was so. But we also merged at the end. Mm. So we're like all kind of like Mm. you were actually in a separate group than I was in high school. And we like kind of. We were in two different, we were kind of in two different girl groups. And then in the end, heaps of people left and we merged. Yeah, a bit of a vibe at the end. We've actually got a massive girl group. Yeah. But yeah, it was pretty funny on the weekend. We did like this big lunch. We ate some, oh my God, the food was amazing. We had. Oh, bro, the food was off really. the I chain. literally went in and I just like oh my God. snaked all of the crackling. It was so No, bro, I got all the crackling too. Yeah, you and we me must have smashed it. the only ones that took it. Yes. Everyone would be like, where's all the crackling? I was like, nowhere. <laughs> I love it how I didn't really eat meat before I was pregnant and now when I got pregnant I started eating all meat and I'm not pregnant anymore. I'm just I fucking still following on meat. So sorry to the little piggies, but it was so <laughs> yummy. <laughs> Yeah, so we all got a little bit drunk. It was actually it was pretty mm. funny. Like our Christmas parties have changed. Like they're like black and white to what they used to be. Like Fuck. it's like mum's gone wild at it's, the moment. Is it more turbo than before? Almost because the mums just get fucking litmus. I think that everyone just gets so drunk and they just like don't know who they are all of a sudden, and then they start walking <laughs> around like I'm so and so's mum. I'm so and so's. I'm Minnie's mum. I'm Minnie's mum. <laughs> like everyone's everyone's someone's mum. Oh, I'm a Pet. And I'm like, I'm Elodie's mum. <laughs> Which is true. Yeah. Fuck. You're Elodie and Minnie's mum, let's be honest. <laughs> but yes, no, don't worry. I expressed a lot of milk. I yes. saved it up all week. Chloe's beautiful mum, Alison, who's honestly the best. Shout out ever. to Al Chapo. Shout out to Al Chapo. We absolutely love you. She looked after Minnie all night. Well, we actually didn't have that much of a late one. We got home at like midnight. One. Yeah, no, 12. it wasn't even midnight. I mean, oh. it wasn't even one. It was midnight. Amazing. And then we came home. It was my little sister, Sophia's 21st. Oh, and Elodie runs in, jumps on her. So cute. Had my my torch in her face. Happy 21st, Sophia! Like ripping her sheets off. She's With like, fuck boyfriend. off. <laughs> <laughs> I am such a pest. Oh, I love it. Shout out for so happy 21st, yes, darling. Happy Does she listen? 21st, so yeah, of course. She oh, better listen. What a good boy. My family don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we hear enough of you. You're annoying as fuck. And I'm I woke up in the morning on Sunday and I said to Elodie, I was like, Are you awake downstairs? Because she had my other sister's bedroom. And she go and she kind of wrote back half an hour later, like, yeah, 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 come and get the bottle. And I was like, oh, I was just actually saying I'll come down and hang out with you. And she's like, oh, no, maybe you can come down and take Minnie. So, take Minnie, feed her. I so I literally that. came down, took Minnie. I was on full breakfast duty. Luckily, she had, she had like a few more milks left, but... I fed Minnie, bathed her, mm. rocked her in the pram, and then she kind of got a bit unsettled and everyone was kind of pissing me off at home. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm going to just take her up and me and Minnie got into bed and we just like had a little nurse and then Cute. then she started squawking. I was like, you know what? 
I think it's time. Mind you, it's like 11 a.m. and Elodie's still just sound asleep. I was like, she needs your milk now. I was literally milking it. I was like, no, 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 I've expressed enough milk for you guys to be fucking bottle feeding her. I'm sleeping in. Take her away. So good. But But then it's weird because when she's not, like, when I wake up and she's, like, not there, I'm, where's Minnie? And I remember you were upstairs with her. And I'm like, oh, my Elodie came upstairs and in the room she, like, pulled her top down and her tits were, like, the most, like, like weirdest looking things I've ever seen in my life. They were just like lumpy and big. Like one was huge, one was not like like just like she's like, dude, I need to get this out. And then like sweet touches her boob and it just squirts everywhere. Oh it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, also bit oh of ex, bit of extra lols. I don't know if anyone's gonna be laughing at this or our group is pretty fucking cool because we've been together since like high school, so we've all known each other forever, and we're all we share weird things including bodily fluids i don't know where is this going this is this is where everyone's like spray me with your breast milk and i'm like squeezing my tit and doing like proper like soaking everyone i know one of the boys actually came over in the evening and elodie just like caught him off guard and squirted his breast her breast milk in his face and he's like whoa he's like if it was anyone else i think i would deck them fucked it it's it's just it's all natural doll so if you eat cow's milk, you can eat breast milk. Yum. Yes, eat. Anyway, <laughs> eat. <laughs> but, no, I know what you mean. You get home and you're, you're like, 30 and you come home to stay with your parents and, like, obviously your family are lovely. They're the best ever. But you're mm-hmm. still, like, do you yeah. find you're just, like, ah, I, yeah, I, I can't just, come like, home to my I, family I feel home. like because I'm, like, I've, like, got, I've lived out of home so long now, I'm, like, I, I need my own space. And yeah, I just moved into our other friend's apartment now, so we're mm. I'm here for the week. Um, yeah. But yeah. What? Um, oh, you're meeting Chumpy's parents. Well, mm. Minnie's meeting Chumpy's parents yes. this weekend. So Minnie's been busy meeting everyone, and she's about to meet Chump's parents, which is so exciting. Or oh, we just cannot wait because she's get, she's actually still miniature. Like she's still yeah. sometimes even squeezing into fucking four no five zeros like clothing but um yeah so chump's family his dad's like down south but that we're all gonna have like a weekend away hopefully in um like Wollongong or Kayama area this weekend we're getting like a little airbnb and gonna hang out it's gonna be so cute and it'll be chump's sister's birthday so yeah I'm so excited to see them and cuddle them and they're gonna lose it over mini and it's just gonna be it's gonna be a big emotional beautiful weekend with our little miniature chump they're there. Gonna they're going to yeah, love her so much. She looks, she actually looks so it. much like Chumpy. I, I feel like every does. day, like, the more she, like, yeah. grows, even looking at those photos of when Chumpy was a baby, I'm like, that, sorry, you didn't get, like, you're not in, you're not, you didn't get a start. But, like, just yet, maybe she'll get some, maybe she'll get your personality. No, 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 no. I would rather, <laughs> I'd be so upset if she came out looking like me and, like, nothing like Chump. But people are starting to say, oh, she's really looking like you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I want her to look like Chump. But I hope she has his talent and personality. I hope she doesn't have my personality because <laughs> I'm a pest. <laughs> um, but, yeah, what else have you done? You've. Oh, my wrist. Oh, your wrist. I've got a a second opinion. Well, actually, I've got a second opinion and basically they're like, yeah, your wrist isn't sitting properly so it's going to need to be, like, tweaked a little bit. So I'm actually seeing a a surgeon this week um, to potentially knock me out and try and, like, realign it. So it's, like, because about 10 degrees, like, 
not the right way, which I kind of knew and I cannot believe in America they did not tell me I needed surgery. But we're going to try and avoid the surgery um, and get it just like repositioned. But if not, we might have to have surgery, which is really annoying because I like need my right hand back. I still can't wash my hair, put my hair up. I think the thought of it being in this cast and healing the wrong way is so much it's worse just than just buying the bullet and getting the fucking Like surgery. I would be absolutely ropeable if in like six weeks' time you're like, actually, no, sorry, it didn't heal properly. Like I'd be like, fuck, somebody needs to lose their job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally. Like, like how do they get away with that? Yeah, I know. It's so random. 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 <laughs> but um, what else is random is our um, we've got we've just found out we've we've hit a million oh, yes. downloads. Yes. So thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you, Dunlinks. We're having a party. On a Sorry, boat. none of you guys got invited because <laughs> oh. it was so last minute, and then we just we could only get a forty-person boat, so we're actually just mm. going to throw a party for our friends. So we'll have lots of stories. We after feel that. really bad though because the plan was actually to fuck our friends off, actually, and have like <laughs> all the a bunch of randoms on the boat and like people have helped us out, so like some of the sponsors and mm. things like that on board. Um, but it was all way too late noticing because it's Christmas time and we're just like close on to everything, but I'm very last minute with everything. So we like physically just could not get a date on the boat yeah. until this Thursday. We literally yeah. planned these three. Well, Chloe's planned it all. I haven't done anything <laughs> three days ago. So there was just no way we could have done it yeah. soon, like any late. Like, you know, if we could could have planned it for February or something, we'd obviously want to get all you guys on but, board. But but I'm gonna be back at I'm gonna be back at the end of January at some point. So yeah. we're gonna try and like we're gonna be like we're gonna work ahead of time and we're gonna try and organise like something in maybe like Sydney, Gold Coast, maybe yeah. Melbourne. Oh Pending. my god, Melbourne. Fuck, it's a bit cold down there. All right, well, we can flag Melbourne. Sorry, all the girls that are listening from Melbourne. Ellie doesn't want to come down. Oh, I'll, I'll for, oh is it summer? Do I don't know. No, it's oh. not. Well, it's, yeah, it is. But Maybe it is hot down there. I don't know. Do we need up. to go to Melbourne? Oh, no, the Melbourneers <laughs> need to fly to us. <laughs> no, anyway. What we would do is sell tickets and then potentially go to, like, a charity or something like that, mm. like, to raise money or, you know, make it a beautiful event where we all get to hang out, do a little hilarious Q&A. Oh, we just want to do it properly. Yeah. So, like, we were like, this is going to be rushed if we do it. So then we just figured yeah. we'll just throw yeah. a little party for our... A little party where our friends can go get a little Um But, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, this week's episode is actually one, like, I'm so excited about this. Elodie and I, well, I mean, I, well, actually, we've both been massive fans um, of this woman for a very long time. I mean, I've loved her since she owned her swimwear label, um, I followed her forever. And her name is Lindy Irons and we are very, very, very excited for this episode. Um, but, yeah. She's beautiful you and so gonna amazing. You guys are going to love her. Yeah, you guys are going to love this episode, I hope. It's emotional but it's really, it's beautiful. She gives me so much, like, courage, I feel. Yeah. She's so cute. Jesus. Wait until you hear her voice, by the way. Oh, she's so cute. We are such bogans. I hate, I literally can't deal with listening to me. You're fine, but my yeah. boganness and her beautiful little voice kills me. It's so cute. But, but yeah, enjoy the links. Um, enjoy the episode. Yay. Yay. Bye. So a very warm welcome to Lindy, a woman who I've looked up to for many years. For me, it first began when I started following you actually 
when you owned a swimwear label and I used to seriously have a hundred of your swimwear pieces and I was like, I want to do this, I want to do this. So I actually started my own swimwear label because of you. So I looked up to you, Lindy, in every single way. Um, But today we don't have Lindy here to talk about bikinis, but we want to talk to her both about widowhood and motherhood, two topics very close to um, Elodie and I's heart. But um, before we begin, I want to rewind and tell you a little, little bit about Lindy's story. Lindy was married to iconic three times world surfing champion Andy Irons. Lindy and Andy met back in 2002 in a bar in California and I read in an interview that Andy said, I thought she was the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. And he absolutely ain't wrong because you are one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. You are Um, stunning. Yeah, their love story was truly one made in heaven. They were surfing's royal couple. Lindy travelled on tour with Andy as his wife and manager until he sadly passed away in 2010 while Lindy was eight months pregnant with their son Axel. So fast forward to now, Lindy's miracle bubble Axel is actually about to turn 11 which is pretty amazing. Um, And so, yeah, Lindy, we both have such admiration for you and respect and we are honoured to have you today. So welcome to Darling Shine. Thank you. Thank you so much. Lindy, I've been crying all morning, so just I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. I cry. No, me too. I I cry all the time, but I cry already crying, like knowing (laughs) I'm going to cry. Like I'm like, (laughs) I cry all the time. I mean, I just, and still... I, I feel like I'm always like the bearer of bad news because it's been 11 years and it never, that pain just never goes away. Never. It's like I, I cry like it was yesterday all the time. But I feel like I'm like the bearer of bad news. I, I swear. Maybe other people feel different, but I don't know. It's just, it's dreadful. I'm so glad you're on here, Lindy. Oh, you're the best. I I think Chloe and I, I'm, I'm sure you were there. I'm not sure, like, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. It was years ago. We went and saw Kissed by God, um, oh. Andy, well, your documentary, right? And that was years ago. We went and saw the premiere in Cremorne. And I remember think, like thinking, holy shit, this woman is amazing. What, what, how has this happened, you know? And now I'm essentially in similar shoes and, yeah, we've just also done a documentary and, like, what the like what the fuck so I cannot wait to talk to you Um, you. (laughs) you're just amazing and I think about you literally every single day like you you help me keep going every day thank you you're 10 years ahead of me I mean every situation (laughs) is so different but yeah yeah. thank you that's why um I got through a lot of I feel like there's steps of I don't ever want to say healing. You never heal, but um, I've always really um, gotten the best advice from other widows, like the best that like I hold dear to me and then like kind of helps me, you know, and then I don't know. I just, we're, we're in this terrible club together. It's like the widow's club, <laughs> but we can, Literally. you know, lean on each other and help each other because people really truly don't understand. Yeah, yeah, definitely a club nobody wants to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a terrible just, one. It's like every widow that I talk to, I'm always like, holy shit, you are just amazing. You are so strong. And I don't think anyone so feels I that they feel. actually ask. Yeah, I don't feel strong and people tell me every. Oh, you're amazing because uh, my sister-in-law, Mia, um, she uh, she reached out to me and she's like, she sent me a link to your story. And she's like, have you seen this girl? I mean, because she was with me since day one. She's like, 
how amazing is she? How strong is she as a man? When I read through your whole story, I'm like, oh my God, you're so much cooler than me. You're so much stronger than me. You're just like killing it. I was just so <laughs> <I'm> impressed. Not- <laughs> but I just, that's how I think. I'm not yeah, cool you just look and I'm like not you're. <laughs> yes, but you are, and you're handling this with so much grace and amazingness you and your openness to share your story is so helpful like beyond helpful and amazing thank you yeah I feel like every widow's like to each other oh, you're so, or everyone's like to every widow you're so strong how do you do it but I just I just think we don't have a choice and like you you feel like you want to die but that's not really an option like I mean of course it is an option but it's not real I mean for me that's not an option and so you just literally do have to put one foot in front of the other and keep moving and you just have to survive and people look at you like, how the fuck are you doing that? And you're like, I just don't have a choice and I, I just like I don't feel strong at all. I just feel like I have to somehow get up every day and do it. Right, put one foot in front of the other. Um, yeah, so I, I, I really wanted to speak to you first to start this um, off by saying um, I noticed on your Instagram maybe it was a month or two ago that you were – doing what would seem probably a massive milestone since the passing of Andy. And um, I believe that you were packing all of Andy's belongings into storage. You had Axel there and, like, I can imagine it was extremely bittersweet um, and probably one of the hardest things you've had to do to date. I just really wanted to chat to you a little bit about that and and, and see if you wanted to speak through about the moment that made you realise, like, this was the time because obviously it's been <laughs> – it's been nearly, did you say, 11 years since his passing? Um, gosh, it's been one of the hardest things I've had to do in a long time. I am I go mostly off of Axel, and um, I've done that in the last, you know, 11 years or since I've had him, 10 years. I, I can tell lately um, he really misses him, and he talks. Of, I mean, that's just like a whole other deal, but um, I just knew that it was healthiest for Axel. I mean, every time he walks through the garage, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's all Andy's stuff and it's photos of him and, you know, all his trophies, all his winnings, all the stuff that meant the most to Andy is what I kept in the garage. I mean, he loved his trophies. He loved his surfboards more than anything. And um, he was so proud of all that. So I kept it. um, And I felt like I was kind of keeping him in there, you know, in a creepy way. I don't know if you've put away um, chumpy stuff, but it's it's really, uh, I just, I don't know. I have a, I feel like a hoarder. Like I, I've kept every little detail and every little thing that he's ever owned. I've never given out one thing of his. People ask me all the time. They're like, oh, can we get a surfboard or can we get one of his old trunks? And I'm like, no, like I keep every single, uh-huh. no, all his stuff. But I think just yeah, lately no. Axel's been, um, I just thought it was healthiest for Axel, you know, because when his friends are now older and they're, you know, they're all surfing and then they've kind of realized actually who Axel is, especially his closest little crew. And then I just felt like it was, you know, I I should put that away for for Axel's sake. So, you know, there's not so much. uh, I don't know. I just I felt I don't know, just felt like it was time for Axel. Mm -hmm. And probably good for me. It was it was very healing. I actually couldn't pack up any of it. I had to hire people to come and do it because I was so devastated. But Axel was in there and we talked a lot. We walked through there and I'm like, is there anything you want to keep? And he had me keep, which I left up in there, a photo of Andy and Bruce that he just loved. And that's all that's in the garage now. <laughs> yeah, so... 
Yeah, but it was it, it's really hard. Stuff like that is I just feel like I've uh like if his things weren't here, like I was I was getting rid of him or he was gone. And I still feel that and I feel guilty. But you know, it's just part of it. And it's in storage, it's in Lahui, so yeah. I can drive an hour and go in yeah. there. But I don't know. I just used to find comfort and all that stuff. Yeah. And that's Oh, Sorry. Gosh, no, he'd be so proud of you. He mm. would be so proud of you because he wouldn't want you living like, you know, he, he wants you to release that and like you heal every time you do as well. I know. I feel like I could be on that show Hoarders. <laughs> I feel like they're all like suffering from trauma. <laughs> they have trauma. You know what I mean? There's something I can't. that really hurt them. <laughs> so I don't know. It's funny because I grew up with my my dad, like his house is just cluttered. Like there's just things everywhere and you try and throw things out and he doesn't let you. You have to like sneak it past him to throw things out. And Chump and I have a pretty big house, um, but we love like we're, I'd say we're quite clean. Like I have things, but like we're quite organised and everything's in its place. And Chump's very like he's a bit perfect, a bit of a perfectionist and OCD. So I know that. Like I think of what he would say to me and he'd be like, get rid of it, let it go, like give this away, give that away. And I kind of. You did that? You are smarter than me. <laughs> no, well, I don't know. I just, I mean, maybe I just don't want to, yeah, I don't know. I had to make room for baby as well and a few things, <laughs> but I make sure that things, that, if I am giving it away, it's going to like his best friends and people, yeah. like good friends are having some of his clothes or something like that. Um, yeah. Elodie's one of the most generous pe- people I know. Like, I'm sure if there was someone down the street that needed a jacket, she'd be like, you know what, I've got one at home. I'll go home and get that for you. She's like, Do you feel like because obviously Andy's made, he's just an amazing human and he's made so much history and there's so many, there's, so, there's movies on him, there's so much footage. So do you feel like, of course, given all that, Axel has a sense and knows like his dad pretty well? Um, totally. I'm so grateful that, uh, that his, most of his life is documented. So, I mean, since he was probably 10 years old, like there's just so much documentation. But, um, when I was making his movie, the guys, uh, that made the movie actually compiled all, you know, the footage and all his life since he was 10 and made a, you know, a huge, I mean, chunks of movies, but for Axel, like when he's older, but he's, I see him, he's like on YouTube, like he'll, you know, watch stuff on him. He'll look it up, but he's, uh, yeah, he's just, he knows him, he knows him really well. And everybody, you know, his, his spirit and his legacy is is still so, uh, it's so huge, you know, in his life. So he's lucky. Um, Lindy, I wanted to rewind a little bit back to when Axel was first born, um, because you obviously had to find your feet in like motherhood and widowhood at the same time. Was it all just like a bit of a blur? Because I know Elle, like obviously Minnie was born around a year, a little bit over a year after Chumpy passed away. So she kind of had her time between the birth, the, the death of Chumpy and the birth of, um, Minnie. Do you remember much of it or was it just like an, a massive blur because she, Axel was born what a month yeah, after he was Axel, he Andy was due passed. on Christmas actually um Andy and I planned him uh he always had January and February off the tour oh. so 
and he always had the surf contest here in Oahu during the winter. So we, we planned him to have him in December and, um, and it worked, but, um, he, I blew up, like, I think I gained like 20 pounds in two weeks and they, they got him out like right away. They were so concerned about, um, Axel. I don't think I even slept for, two weeks, three weeks. I don't remember how long it was, but, um, I remember the doctor coming out here. Our hospital is like an hour away and he would drive up here and do an ultrasound like every few days to make sure that Axel was okay. And he made a call. He's just like, we, we got to get him out. Cause you're just like, I was just in such shock. I think I was in sh- shock for like, I think years. I feel like, I feel like I just never, I don't know. It was, I never got to, um, I never, I don't know. I just, I think that's why I go so big on Axel's birthday because I feel so guilty that I was in such like shock. I mean, I, I was so numb to like feelings that like, even when I had him, I was like, oh, because everyone's saying like, oh my gosh, it's a better love than like you had with Andy. It's this like special genuine like this connection and I was just like it's I mean I was in such shock like the first whole year or two of his life so I swear that's why I got, his birthdays are like I mean we're, I'm taking him and his six friends here to the wave pool in Texas for his birthday I mean I just always go like huge because I think it's a guilt thing I just I was it was the worst worst time in my life when it was just supposed to be like the happiest and I just like god I wish I could do it all over again you know like no one, uh, I don't know, just to be, just be numb, like just sucks. You know, I, yeah. even all axles first, I don't, you know, these, the first are what like kills you the most. Like you're supposed to be like so excited. They like smile for the first time or they, they walk or they laugh, laugh. And it like, it, it hurts your core so bad. Cause like Andy wasn't here. Like, I don't have someone to like share, like, the first of anything and it's just it's so that's like the hardest part of having a little VOC. it's just you know most of the time you're I mean I was I was like you I was never alone I had like literally like five of my friends with me at all times and even my best friend from California moved here with her husband to help me raise Axel I mean I had like so many people around me so like he would do something for the first time and I'd have my friends but like inside I'm like how is Andy not here like you know you don't have that like that I don't know your partner you're like your love to share something so special that I don't know that's what I remember the most like being so traumatic is Axel's childhood like how painful it's so painful when it's supposed to be so happy it's supposed to be like so happy I mean you are happy but it's just it's it's different I feel like I've been I don't know I wish I could redo it definitely Right. <laughs> yes. I mean, he's only three weeks, but I can only, I can just imagine what I've got coming. Like, and I would, I feel like it's the best thing in the world. Um, and like, I'm sure Axel is your whole, it, it, Axel, Axel's your whole world and the best thing. And yeah. you must be so stoked that, like, so th- glad that you have him. But yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I'm going to learn to know what exactly what you're talking about, like at every point corner it'll be like where the hell is chump and why is that no this is just not the way that it was meant to be for us like you and me like it's just no it's not fair at all completely different it's meant to be the most yeah 
It's meant to be a completely different way and obviously it's it's just so bittersweet. And I know what you mean about the feelings mm-hmm. thing because I feel like I I have other things going on in my life with sick family members dying and I physically feel so mm-hmm. numb and I can't, I feel like I, I just talk about death so like, like yeah, right. you know, just like it's nothing now because I, f- I feel like numb it's just bizarre it's been an awful yeah. feeling but it's like yeah it's like a refuge but it's also just you feel like a robot right at times <laughs> just to get through right exactly so how old how old were you when Andy passed away and how old was he um, he was 32 and I was 28. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because Chumpy was 32 and I was, I was 28. I was 28. I've just turned 29. How strange. Oh my goodness. Isn't that funny? That's not funny at all. I don't like it, but that's, no. that's wild. <laughs> that's, that's just too young. Yeah. Nothing about this is funny. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's not a, I don't know, your life seemed very similar to mine with, you know, the love and the passion and the traveling and the wonderfulness in life. And then it's like literally someone just like zapped it from you. You're like, what? I feel very lucky. Like you said, like we've got so much footage of them, like their lives have been documented. And there's so, so much footage of like, Andy and Chumpy like talking and that like really you get to feel their energy and their character that we can show our kids so it's like they can really get to know them Um, because of course so many people don't have that I mean I bloody Mm -hmm. film everything but so many people don't do that like no and that's why put your phone down but that's why I uh I feel I have so much comfort in Kauai it's like every single person knows who Axel is and um I just I have so much love here. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Like, you know, he's, I think he's the most special human because of the love that he receives. He just like, everyone just like is so kind to him and adores him. And now he's like this beautiful, like young man that's like full of life and happiness. And like, you know, I, I feel like if, you know, we're so lucky in that way, you know what I mean? Which it's in the, in the worst scenario, we also so have special. Yeah, he is. He's very cute. But he's he has a lot of and love. You have a village around you because it, it does. It takes a village. I didn't realize that until now. It takes a village to raise a child um, and you've <laughs> just got the most amazing community around you. And I, I assume like you, they keep Andy's spirit alive. Like is, is are you just, do you love talking about him with people? Because I know a lot of widows just don't want to, don't want to talk or don't want people to bring their partner up. Um, no, I do. I think I ha- I sometimes, uh, um, you know, I, I'm finding like right now with that shift with the garage with Axel, I can kind of see that, you know, a lot of people come up to him and tell him how wonderful his dad and is and, you know, there's p- fans and like people, um, mostly when we're like in California or Oahu or traveling, whatever, but, um, I've been seeing a little tiny bit of like sadness. You know, I think when you keep telling a little kid how amazing their dad is and then they don't get to see them, you know, like I'm like, oh, God, is this like is this like bumming him out, you know, or is it is it okay? But I'm so like aware of 
him. So I'm actually a little bit more reserved now when people do say things. I kind of I've been cutting it off a little bit just right now. This is new. I just am kind of. Um, really? Yeah. But normally, I mean, if Axel's not around, I, I'll talk about him for, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just in this real fragile. Mm. It's just a weird little time. Ten to eleven. I think uh, puberty or I don't know, is coming around the corner more emotions. So I'm just kind of. <laughs> I kind of just a little bit leery, but yeah, no, I love talking about him and I'm so lucky that he still is so, you know, alive, you know, and people want to talk about him, you know, it's, it's amazing. And I, it's part of, you know, I, I do, I do love talking about it. It doesn't make me sad. It makes me happy, but yeah, yeah just like You wouldn't have it any other way. You want, you want no. your spirit to be alive, but yeah. of course you're always going to go through those little shifts where right. you're going to feel funny about it and want to protect him a little bit, protect his emotions. Yeah. Well, I think that, um, you know, when he gets all, my only concern is that he's going to be okay, you know, and you'll probably feel the same way about your daughter that this doesn't affect them in a, a negative way, you know, that it's only a positive thing, but we don't know that yet. So just trying to navigate through and make sure that, you know, I'm doing the best I can for him. I mean, Billabong, I mean, what they've done with Andy's legacy and the contest at Pipe and Axel loves going over there and handing out the trophy. Like, you know, he just like thinks it's the coolest thing in honor of his dad, you know, and that's so that is amazing. And I think we're going to head over there in January, but um, mm. You know, so that stuff is great. It's just, it's just sometimes, you know, um, people coming up to him in adult conversations, like people forget, you know, he's still 10, you know, he's just a little guy. So get a little bit protective. Speaking of age, what age did he sort of start asking about his dad and like what, how did you explain that? Um, that's going to be like the most dreadful day of your life because it like, I think how kids process is that they say things on repeat. So when he could start to talk, he'd be like, mom, 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 where's dad? Why, why, where, why, where's my dad? Like, where's my dad? Where's my dad? And I'd be like, oh my God. Oh. And to tell a little human that he's dead is like oh. for as tough as we are and we can, you know, talk about death like it's no big deal. When it comes to the kids, like, it's just like, it's, it's beyond painful, but He's just repetitive because he's processing it. And I'd be like, he's dead. But the advice I got from a therapist was um, be as honest as you can be, like like bluntly honest. As much as, as, much as it hurts you, it will yeah. be more helpful for your, you know, your son because he needs to process this as well. So I don't know. Right when he started talking, he was asked, he would ask. I wrote down, I mean, I journaled like a ton when he was little. Um, and then it went from, why did he die? Why did he die? Why did he, why? And then like, it's then it's like the next question, but it's just repetitive. And it's, it's even like hard now the things he asks. I'm just like, there's some funny ones though. He's like, Oh, is dad gone to jail? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, um, oh yeah, there's, you know, there's, there's, fun, there's oh my funny humor and stuff, but most of the time the questions still just like kill me. It's really painful but I'm always honest because what is death to them they don't know what death is they haven't seen or they may not have had someone die yet like when they're three and they start Mm -hmm. talking and they're asking those questions yeah and like why he doesn't have a dad and all his friends have a dad is just like it's just gut-wrenching 
father figures though because um andy has a brother bruce and then i'm sure that he's got every man in hawaii or and you're you're from Kauai. they're like his father he must be like god i'm well i guess it's different (laughs) if it was a little girl because they're like well i'm not going to be able to get away with anything yeah no andy oh he just came home hi honey where are you going yes okay i love you bye i love you axel Uh, I'm proud of you. Oh, I know. I'm so lucky. Like I said, Kauai, I mean, Oahu, Bruce. I mean, Bruce, like, I just, you know, I don't know where I'd be without him, you know, in his younger years, especially we, uh, we were so close and tight and, you know, we raised our kids together here and um, I just, uh, yeah, I don't know, but all, all the all the uncles here are so protective and so loving and so a part of his life, so present, you know. So even all his little buddies' dads at all surf, you know. Um, I find myself being more of like a dad than like a mom because I always felt like um, Axe was missing out on having a dad. Uh-huh. So I was such like a little weirdo. I would like coach all his, you know, all his soccer you know all his teams all his basketball and um and uh I I learned how to I mean I surfed forever with Andy but I never even had to paddle like I never even had to like lift an arm (laughs) and I would surf like the best waves ever um and I I had to learn how to surf (laughs) because they would push you onto them (laughs) yeah but I had to you know I, I I learned to surf so that I could teach him and like you know I just I still oh my gosh my partner now pat he just thinks i'm so funny because he's like you know you can you know he's getting older now you can you can be the mom now and i'm like no like you know i started tennis because all of a sudden he's into tennis but i like i just feel like i'm so much more of a dad than a mom you know his whole younger years because i always felt like he was missing out on you know that part for sure i always say i'm I'm gonna be a mom and a dad in one you are literally my inspiration I'm going to be on the footy field. I don't know a thing about footy, yeah. but I'll be like, um. <laughs> I wrestle with them. Left. I, don't I, know. <laughs> I know. I just. I wrestle already. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Elodie will be wrestling oh, with Minnie. Yeah. She's strong. That's amazing, Lindy. Wow. Do you see like little characteristics in Axel that are like Andy, like things yeah. that he's taken on without, you know. Even, yeah, knowing him, um, he has the same mannerisms. And there's something about when he turns, like, his profile that is, like, like it, like, stops me in my tracks. And I'm just, like, but it's, like, every day I see it. And it still is, like, like, you know, he's he's here and oh he's, God. like, in him. Like, you know, there's, there's little moments where I still hmm. get to see, you know, that. And I'm so thankful. And anyone that's close to Andy, anyone that's, like, you know, one of his closest friends, like literally will cry when they like see him and he starts talking. They're like, oh my God, he, he talks like him. He had, he says the same things that like he would say. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, you know, he's, he's just, he's a part of him. And, you know, there's a little piece of him. He, I always feel like he gave me, you know, the very best, the best part of him, you know, and that's Axel. I'm so lucky. That, 
that gives me complete goosebumps. <laughs> I know. Yes, yeah. Um, I know that Elodie gets a lot of people telling her that it was, you know, it was for a reason the universe picked him or it was his time to go, like, obviously to you guys and everyone else. It's nowhere, like, it's not their time to go. Like, are you spiritual at all? Like, um, I just, I got real anti. Um, I remember when Andy passed and people would come to me and have their stories of, like, um, more, I think, like, the religious stuff I got really, which is so weird because, like, I swear all my, like, closest friends are super religious, like, now, like, really religious, which is so interesting. But um, I got really turned off with, uh, you know, it'll happen for a reason, that thing. And that's, I think that's more of a religious thing. And, you know, so many people would share stories with me that, you know, he came to them in mm. their dreams or this and that. And I, I always had like a little bit of a, a blocker up, you know, I just would be like, eh, like, you know, or they'd reach out to me and be like, oh, I've talked to him. He wants me to say this to you. And I just would always be, you know, whatever. But he always comes to me when I need him every single time, like every time I'm having a issue with Axel or I'm just so like, distraught emotional like or something's not going right that has to do with Axel or even in my life he always shows up always like no matter what like it's crazy he's even come to me like angry like so angry it was the first time I've ever had a dream like this but I was here I was sleeping and he had his shirt off and he came at me and all I could feel was like him screaming and I was so scared and I cried for like a week straight. I'm like, what, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? Like with Axel? Like, I mean, he comes to me like that powerfully, but um, anyways, it ended up being something like really heavy, like really, really heavy that I don't know if I want to share publicly, but um, he, uh, it's like, he warned me, you know, it's, it's crazy. And, um, that he's just, he's, I still feel him. He's so present, but I never go and look for it. You know, I, I know a lot of people do, you know, ayahuasca and like try to connect with the spiritual world or try to connect, you know, with someone that's passed. I, I never did that with Andy. He just always, he always shows up, you know, so, cause I think I have my little, my little blocker on for everybody else that he's just, I don't know. He just, mm. he shows up when I need him. And there's a lot of signs. Axel says things sometimes and I like trip out. I think kids are more connected to the spiritual world compared to us. You'll see. He, they, he said, said stuff his whole little life. Like he's like, he would tell me, oh, dad's happy right now, mom. And I'd be like, what? And I'm like, how do you know? Like when he was like little, little. And he's like, because he told me. But he's so little to not even like oh make that up. You know what I mean? I'm like, what? So yes. I think he's always had a yeah. connection with him too. We've never really talked about that kind of stuff, but I've always said, and even when I'm sad, every time I cry, he's like, are you crying about dad? Are you crying about dad? And, um, and you know, and, and most of the time, yeah. And I'm like, of course. And he goes, well, he's always with us. Remember, he's always here. He's, you know, so he's just so like in tune with it too, which is oh amazing. Gosh. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I, thankful, you know, cause you know, I don't know. I, I know of a lot of widows that have kind of, I don't know if you have, but have searched or like tried to connect. And I always feel like, mm. I don't know, that scares me. I just, that's, it's just, it's a little, mm. I'm scared of that realm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 
I think at the start I was always trying to find signs and look for signs or just like everything felt like it was a sign. And I think a lot of it is coincidences that you try and make it into this and that. But then as time goes on, I, I've definitely stopped doing that. Like I was seeing mediums and psychics all the time. And yeah, I, like, I think my, yeah, really? Well, I, mm-hmm. I've, I've had incredible experiences with them and they, they've, they tell me things that only Chumpy would know and only like personal mm-hmm. jokes and things that own, like it's just like so clear that, that they are able to connect with him so strongly. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's funny as time goes on, I've, I've definitely stopped seeing people, but every now and again I do feel like not connected to Chump and I do like at the moment I think it's time for me to go and see someone and like get that connection back. But I only really trust, there's only really two really good mediums that I trust. I've been to a few that are like con artists and, and that you just, yeah, they pretty much say, does his name start with like A, B, C, D? They like name the alphabet and you're like, shut up. Well, actually, I don't want to interrupt you. I'm so sorry. But the reason I don't go is because when I had just married Andy in 2007, um, I went to one and he said it was a guy or it was like a, I was at like a carnival thing with a bunch of my girlfriends. And he said that you are not going to be with the person that you just marry. This isn't this. You have two people in your life. This this is not this is not who you're going to spend the rest of your life with. So I'm like, I I don't. That's why I'm so wow. scared that I. And he was right. Yeah. I'm like, I just I don't know. It scares. That's it's wild. Little, God, right? <laughs> it's a little scary to me. Okay, it's but, funny because wow. before Trump passed away, I was so against that stuff. And when my friends would go, I was like, why do you want to know the future? That's so creepy. It's scary. Don't don't be in touch with the spiritual side because it's there's scary spirits. And I mean, I just didn't entertain that stuff at all. I just thought it was all bullshit. And oh, then yeah. like, like how you saw that psychic before and or that before Andy passed and they kind of alluded to that, like that just freaks me out so much. But since Trump's not here I've definitely felt like I want to grasp onto anything I can get but not anymore I wait for signs to come to me and I know instantly if it's a real sign and if it's really chump or not and I don't I don't even tell people or like I don't even need to prove it ever it's just like a knowing um but but I love it when it happens to friends Mm because I don't know like the other day it was my my friend's birthday he's he's a really good friend of Chump as well and he on his birthday went out to Chumpy's Reef where Chumpy passed away on his jet ski and it was yeah it was his birthday and he saw this silver thing floating in the water and he he was like oh what's that thought it might be like a stingray floated like a like a dead fish or something it was like the silver thing and so he went over to it and it was literally right above Chumpy's Reef exactly where he passed away and it was this balloon in the water that said happy birthday on it yeah and he and you know he's not a spiritual guy at all and he told me straight away and he was like what the fuck it's my birthday I'm above Chumpy's Reef there's a balloon in the water that catches my eye I go over to it and it said happy birthday it could have said you know 18 or 21 on it or something but it like you know it's just amazing and for sure that's chump Right. Yeah. yeah. I love those stories. Yeah. And Andy's friends too. They always send me a text oh, and tell me, you know, if he's come to them in their dreams or whatever. And I, I just, I love all that stuff. But like, I feel like I took on like yeah. everybody else's, you know, everybody mm. shared like so much, you know, with me that it turned me off. And with what the guy said, I'm like, oh my God, that guy was right. Like, I am never going back to 
you know, a medium again, like this is, you know, right? Yeah. Was right. And I even remember crying to my mom because I was like freshly married and my mom was like, oh, like, don't worry about it. Like, I didn't even like cry to my girlfriends. I remember telling my, my mom was like, I can't believe that. I remember that. Like, I was just so devastated. And then it happened. So I was like, eh. but yeah, but he does, he comes. And I think maybe when your daughter's a little bit older, there'll be even more, you know, signs. I, I do believe I that they are that. around. I, I really do believe that he's here, you know, and always with us. I believe that. And I believe nothing bad will ever happen to Axel. Like, there's no way. Mm -hmm. And your daughter. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? I feel like that's the worst. That's the worst possible scenario. And now they have guardian angels and they're just going to, you know, nothing bad can happen to them anymore now. They can't. Uh I always (laughs) say nothing bad can ever happen to me again because the worst thing in the world has just happened. So how could it get worse? But maybe it's just also that we've just got these amazing, yeah, like you said, guardian angels protecting us now and they're just going to look after Axel and Minnie and us, I hope. Yeah. Lindy, how do you literally keep such a positive mindset and like how like I obviously your emotional, Elodie, your emotional, obviously the worst things ever have happened in both of your lives, but like how do you actually just keep, where do you get that? Um. I think it's, uh, I work really hard to be happy is what I always say. Like I, I work really hard at it. You know, it, it doesn't come mm. like naturally anymore to me. Like all, I feel like all my, you know, a part of my happiness died that day too. You know, I, I, I work really hard at, you know, being happy for my son and for myself. And I think that has to do with Andy. I mean, I feel like since his passing, I, I live more like he did. And, you know, I was, he was just so like crazy, like full on, like, you know, jammed everything he could possibly in one day. And I'm more of like a relaxed, like hippie vibe where like just cruisy where now I do this, I do that. Like I cram like a hundred thousand things into one day and more activity wise, like Andy, like, you know, like surfing and skateboarding and like, you know, we hurry through school. I, you know, I, I just, uh, I, but I work, those are the things that make me happy and make me feel alive. And if I didn't do those things, I would probably be like crying in my kitchen, like every day. (laughs) So I just, I, I'm just really active to, you know, to be happy. You know, I, I think it's, 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 I don't know, my happiness kind of got swept away a few, you know, 11 years ago and I just got to work at it now. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I do feel, I mean, there's no right and wrong, um, but I feel like this, I don't know, not pressure, but I feel like I need to honour Chump by living and doing what he would want me to do. And sometimes, yeah, it's like this fine line between feeling guilty for trying to get out there and stay so alive and happy and then also feeling really guilty if I'm not doing that, if I'm crying or if I'm depressed. Like I'm feeling guilty for doing both. So, I, but I know what you mean. I, it's, yeah. I, my neighbor actually said to me, I was worried, like when she saw me for the first time after everything happened, she said to me, I, I'm just so worried you're going to lose your sparkle and your, your shine. Like, and that just killed me so much. And straight away was like, Chump, that's why Chump loves me. 
I I can't lose that. Like I'll do anything to hold on to that. And it's just like a thing that's been in my head. And I didn't want to, I didn't want my personality or my character to change as a result of that. So I hear everything that you're saying. So you almost embodied Andy and just kind of turned into that for him. And I just tried to hang on to what I already had for Chumpy. Yeah, I feel like I've, I've changed. It's this pressure of actually being okay. Like we, we you gotta like, you gotta be okay. You know, like I always think like if, if I'm not okay, then like our, you know, my whole world's going to crumble. And like, I have, you know, I just, I work really hard. I, I don't think I was even remotely like the person I am today before Andy passed, you know, I was, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I've turned into just a, uh, I don't know. I never had, I never had to work at or fight to be happy, you know, and I, I fight really hard to be happy and work hard at it. So. Fuck. You are so amazing. I know that there's, I know that there's a balance and you obviously that have like a heart. really, really downtime, but wow. It's just amazing to even to say that out loud. Like it is, it is, it is hard work. Just, just living and doing each day and showing up and putting on that brave face. That's fucking hard, Yaka. Yeah. Well, I think Instagram makes you look like you're just killing it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. for sure. In which, in which most of the time, you know, like, you know, everybody is and everybody should be killing it and having a good time. But like real life stuff, it's like, you know, my, I just I have no shame in saying, you know, I, I work hard at being happy, you know, I it's it doesn't come easy as it used to so yeah that is so true or maybe it's getting older maybe we get like you know I don't know when you're young you're you know you don't have as many responsibilities and life is wonderful or my 20s where it was wild and fun and then you know the older you get the you know yeah you have to actually work on 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 like literally (laughs) just smiling it's like a thing you have to like fucking focus on doing (laughs) you guys make it look very easy though (laughs) it is so true like instagram is just a highlight reel i like to think i'm real on there but like i don't know if i i I mean i i think i am because i actually am living and happy since chumps passed away crazily enough (laughs) but yeah like i mean i don't ever film the really bad times do i like really (laughs) but that's why i have this podcast because we talk about it Right. This is where Which I'm is real as well. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I don't even know who I am anymore. Lindy, so obviously like it's actually so crazy like after having this conversation with you both because you were, you were essentially, you were pretty much almost a replica of where Elle was nearly 11 years ago, like same age, your partners were the same age when they passed away. You've both given birth to your miracle babies, but now you've, you're, you're I guess, fast forward 11 years ahead of Elodie can you what advice would you be able to give Elodie for the you know for the years to come is there anything that like really Um, really helped you that's a hard one I mean that got me through it um I think leaning on which I can tell you have such a good support group around you but you know letting letting your friends or your friends letting you be you and you know your circle is probably the most important part of these whole next you know especially your daughter's you know little childhood is having wonderful friends that just allow you to be you and if you want to ugly cry and you want to freak out then like you know no judgments you know like 
I just, I feel like you just surround yourself with like amazing people is the only way to get through these next, I don't know, for the rest of your life. I feel like, you know, I, uh, it's hard, you know, it's, it's so hard being a single mom and, you know, I mean, I don't know any different. I, I really don't. I don't know if it's actually, sometimes I think it's easier because my partner now, you know, I, I'm always the one in charge. I, I tell Axel, you know, what to do. And when he says something, I'm like, wait, like that's, that's my, that's my baby. Um, so I, I think it's kind of maybe a little bit easier. You don't, you don't have to argue with someone to, you know, to raise a child, but um, <laughs> I think just who you surround yourself with, make sure you just have an amazing support group is just all that's going to get you through, yeah. you know, this, the hard times, I believe. Like everything yeah. in life, support, surround yourself right. with good people, but also allow yeah. letting them in and letting them help you. Yeah. Like that's the thing I struggle with because I'm always like, no, I'm fine. I've got this, but <laughs> definitely now I'm like, mm-hmm. can you actually take Minnie? I just want to have a sleep or <laughs> something like that. Like I'm definitely delegating. My friend came over this morning. I'm like, do my washing for me because <laughs> I'm staying in Sydney at the okay. moment. So I've literally just like, I don't have a washing machine oh. and a dryer. So I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, here you go. Take this bag. Help me out. <laughs> Um, whereas I used to have a massive problem with that. I would never let anyone help me do anything, you know. Um, I, we also wanted to chat to you about the Andy Irons Foundation. Yeah. Can you talk us through a little bit about what that is? Um, well, I started it when I started or uh, when I was making his documentary because I realized um, that his story will help, you know. I mean, not only was he, you know, everything he was in surfing and all his accomplishments in that it's more, you know, what he overcame to even, you know, accomplish all that he did was like incredible. And, um, making his movie made me realize that his story is, can help people, you know? Um, and it has, I mean, his story has like, I get so many emails a day. I have a hard time keeping up. I, I, I can't keep up. You know, it takes me a while to get back to people. Um, but his story has like changed people's lives. You know, the movie I did. And I realized that, um, you know, starting a foundation in his name would be amazing to his legacy. And also, um, you know, uh, I started here mostly in Hawaii. I feel like Hawaii, um, we don't have as much for the kids and, um, you know, some of the stuff that Andy suffered from, uh, growing up here on a small Island, um, you know, having a learning disability or a lot of learning disabilities made it really, you know, his childhood really tough. So, um, with my foundation, I've, you know, raise a ton of money and give to the elementary schools here so that they have correct programs to help kids like Andy and, I do a ton of stuff. I have like a list that's like crazy of things that I want to do here on the island. And um, I love it. It's uh, I love the swim business. I do still a little uh, do design for a company, but um, I'm just like loving my nonprofit life. Like I just I love it. I love giving back. And um, I actually just started school, which is crazy. I realized here um, that um there's, you know, there's a need for kids, a uh, psychologist. We have one on the island and it's, it's like a two-year wait to even see her. So my dream is to become a psychologist, hopefully, and help either kids wow. or maybe yes. trauma. I don't know, but it's so, like, interesting to me. 
um, I'm loving it. And I'm like such a little nerd. I like get A's and stuff. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Um, But I, uh, I don't know. This is new. And I just started. But I think since COVID, it's made it really hard. I mean, we're still, I think we're like you guys. We're like on lockdown basically here still. I mean, it's awful. Um, so, you know, a lot of everything has been Which island do you want? Kauai. So out of all the islands where we are the, we're kind of the, um, we're the, one of the most remote. So we we're still very, you know, strict rules. But since that, I haven't been able to do much with my nonprofit. I mean, you know, I, I can't do stuff like I normally do. So that's why I started school. Can't do it too. all. No, I'm hoping this lifts. Wow, you would just be the most soothing, amazing therapist. I love that so much and far out. Andy would be so proud of you. Yeah, your voice. Yeah. Your voice. (laughs) I'd I'd pay to see you. (laughs) My teacher, though, I'm so nervous. I'm such an emotional wreck that I feel like I'd probably cry, like, for everybody. Like, I don't even know if I'm strong enough for this, but (laughs) I am, you know, it's – but I'm loving it. So interesting. And I feel like, you know, what I've been through and the little things that I've done to just be here today is hope, you know, I can hopefully pass on those little tiny things and help people too. And kids, mostly kids. I just have like a love for kids and helping kids. I love that so much. But I also wanted to ask you, and it's up to you if you want to dive into it at all, but of course, like you'll never move on from Andy but moving forward with another person um how emotionally like yeah I know it's been some time as well like can you talk to me about that kind of journey moving on with someone else moving forward with another person yeah I never thought in a million years like I never I was so content with the love I had with Andy that like my soul I just felt like Mm. oh like I can die like or I can live to 90 and I feel I'm so lucky that I had that like love, like, you know, I think most people yes. search for that kind of love. And I was so, um, I was just really content. Um, and my partner now, Pat, he came out of like beyond left field. I wasn't allowed to date. I don't know if you girls know that, but, uh, <laughs> I was not allowed to date. <laughs> um, the boys here are very protective. Um, I don't know if it was they were protective, oh, really? or anywhere, but um, no one was good enough to be <laughs> yes. in Max's life in their eyes. So I had a very, I never dated. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it just wasn't even a thing. But Pat, um, I actually, uh, it's so crazy. This uh, auntie here, she told me, she's like, She's like, I have a feeling that you're going to meet someone like, you know, right when you're not expecting it and it's going to be exactly what you need. And I kind of be offended when people would say that. They'd be like, oh, I, I'm fine. Like, you know, I had Andy and I I had that love. Yeah. But um, I ran into him here. I've known him for, you know, since I've known Andy and through the industry. I've just, you know, I've known him from afar. I don't know. I didn't know him well. But um, I ran into him here at the farmer's market in Hanalei just so random. And Mm. we just, uh, I just, he is probably like the most magical, amazing human, like that. I I didn't even, I don't even know how I got lucky twice. Like, I don't even know like how I even got lucky, like Uh with him, like he's such an incredible man. And 
it's funny, like this, you know, when we, we talked for months, we talked for like seven months before we even, you know, hung out. And um, he's probably like the only guy that all the boys were okay with. Like nobody said anything like at all. I love it. (laughs) Um, I let him in. Oh oh, yeah. I mean, there was just not even a choice, but he's that good of a person. I mean, he is like the most kind and patient. Like he's so patient with, you know, I mean, he knew what I was going through. He saw it from a distance, but um, he's just so patient with everything, you know, even around like Andy holidays or like things like, he knows to give me, you know, my space and lets me do my thing. And um, he's just, wow. I don't know. He's he, hes almost like too good to be true. Like, I'm always like, God, is this like for real? Did I really get this lucky again? Um, and he's so loving and kind. Oh, my God. He's like incredible, like amazing and giving and loving and just, wow. I don't know. He just, he was, you know, he was the one that, um is perfect for Axel. I mean, he's so straight and honest, you know, like even with Axel, Axel calls him dad. Um, and he chose, he chose that. He chose to call him dad when we were dating. And, um, was it weird at first that for you? Yeah. You know, like I still, I mean, it's, you know, it, no, I, I love that he calls him dad that it just rolls off his, tongue yeah. you know and sometimes he even says like oh am i because he's like half filipino and he's like do i have skin like dad like am i half filipino <laughs> like, oh, oh that's so cute um but we call andy dad in heaven so he, when he's oh, when we talk dad he says oh my dad in heaven oh my dad in heaven or my dad mm. so yeah that i mean that took a that that was you know really shocking and every time he's says dad in front of even the boys here they cry like you they're like oh like it's yeah, just that makes me really emotional yeah. <laughs> I, know. I know but it's it's uh yeah. i'm so if lucky you know I, I don't know how i got so lucky it's really it special yeah. it's really special that axel does have that and he has that father figure and he feels comfortable and you feel comfortable yeah. and it sounds like pat is such an incredible person and it I mean how many years after Andy passed um, did you did you meet him six properly? six years yeah six wow. years yeah and you know what I always thought like um I was missing something like I thought it was um I did feel this like this missing and I always thought like oh my god I was meant to have like more kids and am I like this is so uh, sad like I'm never gonna like have more kids and like I was so devastated because um, I wanted like a hundred kids, um, but it, my dog, sorry, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't, it wasn't that it was that it, I was missing like a soulmate and like love and yeah. a partner. And the second I met Pat, that pain like left and I was like, Oh, wow. like, I think just like human nature, we're meant to have, you know, a companion and, Mm. you know, like it's, we're not supposed to live alone as much as like strong. We're like, you know, we think, you know, I bet you, and I hope, and I I hope you don't Mm. hate me for saying this, but that like a wonderful man will come into your life. You know what I mean? Like I, it's, it's what you deserve and what is just, you know, I don't know. I, that's probably, you probably don't want to hear that right now, but I, I really, and and it will happen because you're beautiful and you're wonderful. And there was, there's going to be some guy that's going to be able to handle all, you know, all your stuff, which is easy. You know, there's there's a special person. It's, it's not going to be easy. And 
but there's going to be one person that's going to be able to, you know, make it, it just love you no matter what, which I felt Pat does that for me. He like lets me be my weird self. He like was okay with the garage thing. (laughs) He really is. I'm so happy for you. And I love that like you're almost feeling guided by Axel. Like if he's okay to call or like if he's just naturally it's falling out of his mouth to call him dad, like isn't that, that that's I guess beautiful. It's like you're not forcing anything. It's amazing. Yeah. Just like you know, he's a kid and that's what's naturally happened. And he wants he wants that and he's so proud to have like two dads, you know, like he's so like and it kills me. He's like, you know, people say something and he's like, Oh, I have two dads, like one in heaven and one here and I'm just like, Oh, like but he's so, you know, so proud. But you know, I think uh, he's so cute. What I've heard about, you know, like with grief and moving forward is that you're it's not like if you move forward with someone else you don't love that other person it's that your heart literally can grow and grow and grow so you can just love more and you've got more love to give and it just expands because I struggle with the thought of ever being with someone else because I'm like that's fucking cheating like I'm still with Charlie break up (laughs) but like I still love him so much but I guess one day like I'll somehow love someone else as well that's just a weird thought but like it makes sense because our hearts are just a muscle and we can just keep giving right it's so true i'm fucked today (laughs) you guys are so unbelievably strong i literally admire every single like mini mini wake up i need a cuddle (laughs) i've always said that i've needed i've needed axel way more than he's ever needed me like i feel like they we need them way more (laughs) i hope that we all get to meet up one day and have like a big I want to hug you. I want to meet Axel. I feel like, um, you know, all my Australian girlfriends, I used to live in Australia all of 2009 or 2008, 2008, 2009. I just love it there. All my Australian girlfriends know me I have the heart of an Australian, which I don't know what that means, but (laughs) I love it there. Yeah, you seem like you fit in here. Lindy, thank you so much for this, honestly. Like this has been such an amazing episode and like Elodie and I have both been so actually nervous but so excited to speak to you because, I mean, for me personally, watching Elodie go through all this and like I've watched your journey from afar um, and I just knew that there were so many, like so many things in similarities and even talking to you both today, we've even discovered even more and it's so crazy how your journeys are so similar but obviously very different but it's thank you so much for giving your time I know that Elodie I think has found a new best widow friend um she's got she's got such a great support crew so we will put the link to Lindy's documentary Kiss by God um where you can learn a lot about Andy's life it's the most beautiful and sad movie ever you'll you'll need a box of tissues and we'll also put the link to the Andy Irons Foundation but yeah honestly like I don't think you like truly don't understand how much you've impacted and inspired me on the road I'm on now like even before Chumpy passed away I I thought you were just a fucking force and amazing and like you'd never believe how much I looked up look up to you now so I just feel I feel starstruck that you came on and I'm this has just been amazing. Thank you so much. I hope this has helped other widows, not only just me, and just your story is incredible. So thank you so much for coming on, Lindy. 
Oh, thank you. It was an honor. I loved every minute of it. And hopefully we get to see you guys in real life one day. (laughs) Get to come to Hawaii. Yes, I can't wait for a hug in Hawaii.